You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-hosts, special guest co-host, Latrice Ross, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Glad to have you on, Queen. We have a special returning guest, uh, Mariko Tippett, on with us this morning. But if you will, Queen, go ahead and say hello to all the truth seekers out there and um Give a little bit of your background um, before we introduce our guest as well. Thank you again for being with me, Queen. Good morning. I am happy to be with you this morning. I'm Latrice Ross. Um, by profession, I am a diversity and inclusion professional, meaning that I get to have conversations with corporate America about inequities, whether they be racial, gender, religion, whatever. So I get to attempt to affect change in corporate America. So this conversation is one that I'm really excited to have. Uh, definitely glad to have you on with us. Um, this is a – go ahead and let the cats in bag. This is my old room dog, roommate from college. Uh, so uh, I've been knowing this king for a long time. So thank you, uh, Mariko. Or uh, as I highlighted, Lieutenant Colonel retired, just to highlight that. So you can mention your background, but thanks for coming back on with us, uh, King, if you will. Um, say hello to the Truth Seekers, hello to Latrice, and give a little bit of your background because you do a lot of things, King, and so glad to have you with us this morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so I'm here in uh, Tucson, Arizona. I actually live in a small suburb called Vail. Um, I've been here for about 20 years. Um, as, as Montoya said, we were roommates at the Air Force Academy. Um, but my background, I'm, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I went to the academy. Um, I was blessed to, to become an Air Force pilot, which I did for many years. Um, I retired from the Air Force in 2017. Um, along my, my Air Force career, I was a financial advisor. Um, I recently started my own registered investment advisory firm uh, called Community Wealth Builders, where we help people build wealth from the inside out. I also own a tech firm, um, and tech is not necessarily my specialty, but it was an entrepreneurial um, opportunity that fell in my lap, and I jumped on it, and uh, we've been going strong for about three years. Um, I'm very active in our community. I'm on the board for the Red Cross. I'm on the board for the YMCA. Um, I'm on a nonprofit board for our um, 
hearts of gold that that help police officers, um, help other police officers. Um, and I'm on the board for the um, the Greater Vale Community Resources. So we're very active in the community. Um, I, I I I've based my life over the last few years um, on serving humanity and giving back. Um, thus, why we're here this morning. Hey, glad to have it. Thank you for such an extensive background. Uh, for those out there that seen us advertising, um, Kalanji Changa, he should be on here after our first break. Had a little tie-up with his, a little mix-up on um, getting started with us this morning. I definitely want to get Kalanji on. As, um, the goal is, in a sense, to match wits on this morning's discussion question, or as I always like to say, mental chess box on the discussion question, which is American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community. If you are a first-time listener to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, um, our goal is always to have dialogue, in a sense, from both sides of whatever issue we're, uh, we're speaking about. And so definitely look forward to getting Kalunji on here um, after this first break. Um, but we're going to rock out as much best we can till we get that king on. Um, as we always start, Latrice, you are used to this. You've been in this, as I always say, been in this saddle with me um, plenty of times as my guest co-host, uh, as part of our, as I, I like to label you, um, y'all, you're part of the queen of intellects, the, and so uh, qu- uh, the queens of intellect, I'm sorry. And uh, with that said, we're going to start with you um, the way we always start, which is pretty simple. Uh, again, thanks for coming on for this show, this morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community? When you first heard that question, Queen, uh, what was the first thought that came to mind without going too deep, but just the initial thought when you heard the question? The first initial thought is the devil is a liar. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, I, 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 I actually had a conversation recently at work about meritocracy and how it is a detriment to diversifying um, an organization. And so that's the first thing that came to mind is how okay. this theory of individual ruggedness um, impacts us in all areas of our lives. All right, fair enough. Um, you know, Rico, as I call you, you know, again, it's my room, dog. So, uh, but if you will, King, when you heard the question worded that way, and I called you and said, "Hey, uh, let's jump in on this," and um, you know, as you said, you're the founder of Community Wealth Builders, um, and so to a degree, I do recall that even it, it, even surprisingly, maybe for somebody out there listening, uh, what you're doing with this new business, um, this question seemed to stand out to you in in, in a sense because to a degree. Uh, you 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 think it needs to be addressed when I understand, but again, I'll let you give your own three cents on you know just your initial thought when you heard the question worded this particular way. Yeah, very well. So I just want everybody to know I have my dictionary open because it sounds like um, I'm going to be outmatched with this vocabulary. So I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really did have to look up meritocracy. Um, <laughs> Um, hey, we got hey, you got my it. queens. Come on, they 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 strong. They my queens strong. You got to be ready. Yes, that's right. No, no. I, I bring on the queen. Yeah, I bring them on. They they strong with it. All right, go ahead, brother. So if, if y'all hear me say "Okay, Google," that's why. Um, but no, really, um, I I I believe um, one of my favorite quotes. Um, I think it was Leo Tolstoy that said. Um, everybody wants change, but no one thinks of changing themselves. 
And the the original um, design um, for my firm was the fact of how can we increase the economic prosperity of the middle class? And if we're going to do that, we have to be able to change the hearts and minds of the people. Um, So I do believe that change begins with the individual um, with the mindset that by doing so, we are um, as a whole affecting the community at large that is around us. No, I absolutely respect that, and hopefully we'll be able to get Kalanji on for his um, initial thoughts. We'll be kind of hot and heavy when we get him in here. Um, so I guess I'll try to uh, steal his couple of minutes before we go into the um, initial break. Um, obviously, I wrote the question, so a lot of times I don't even I don't even answer it prior to going to the break. But um, uh, but but in thinking of it. Um, and I think for those out there listening, we're going to go a lot of places, uh, at least the way I, I plan to take the show. Again, I'm glad to have on Latrice and my special guest. Um, I think somebody may have something in the background or it may just be, I don't know if that's me or not. Um, I'm, I'm hearing something on the air. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, but with that said, um, you people, y'all will hear kind of where I'm going with it in the, from the standpoint of uh, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community. Um, as with most things, if you are a constant listener, I, I typically fall in the middle of most things, not saying necessarily smack dab in the middle. I just ha- um, often believe that when there are two sides to an issue, the answer typically uh, is probably a little bit of both. As I always like to say, uh, I, again, I go by black Socrates and consider myself a philosopher, and I'll quite often say the truth rarely lives on the edges, uh, whereas, unfortunately, with a lot of things that we dialogue about in today's society, people seem to come from every position from the extreme edge of it's this or you know, it's either or, and um, today we will definitely be tackling this conversation, and I will constantly be pushing the envelope on, you know, is it all of this or is it all of that? Um, most time, again, I think it's both. And so hopefully, you know, when we go into the break and get um, Brother Kalanji on, we'll be able to dialogue and, and see if it, in fact, is both or more one or the other. Again, we are up against the break, so we're going to go to the break. Um, as usual, um, Rico, you, you've been with us before. So after the commercial, just make sure you're listening to the cuts because the cuts that I add to the commercial will apply to this morning's show. All right, with that said, uh, we will definitely get you right back where all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. But those days are over. 
Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. At the time, I was, I was, it was a decision to either go into the legal field, which, uh, you know, per what we've always done, uh, you know, we've had movements that have been legal movements, educational movements, or political movements, or things related to how we could change laws or change uh, the things that may be impacting us. And I was considering that my father was a was a pioneer, without a doubt, in Texas around those things. But um, he was the one who actually encouraged me to uh, reconsider considering some of my strengths, but also what I may be most interested in to, to look at the financial field. And so I was considering both. And to your point, um, I had to make a, a tough decision because there's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, risk that you take going into a field like that. But I had a, I had a mission, I, and my mission was I wanted to make some money, I wanted to be successful, and I wanted to do something that I knew would create change for other people. And back to your point around when we were having this discussion, uh, a lot of African-Americans, a lot of black folks are not in the financial industry. I think the last that I saw, we were one and a half percent of the uh, population of professionals, let's say, in whatever sector of the financial industry. Uh, so it was very small. And I personally felt, back to that mantra of making money, being successful, and creating change, that uh, you begin to understand that the foundation of wealth is the concept of priorities and having a reversal in how we how we thought in the past. The theological and educational approach to our lives was really where we put our emphasis. But you can't have power through an economic you can, excuse me, you can have power through an economic base without education and politics, but you cannot have power through education and politics without an economic base. So it's a it's a reversal in my mind, wow. which is part of my motivation of how we thought, because I think we did always believe if we had an educational base and a political base, we actually had power. And, 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 and I felt like we needed to have a reversal in that, and that was part of my motivation back to the creating change, because when you only have education and politics, it's an illusion of power, and it's a very dangerous illusion. So that was a big part of my motivation to get into it, because I wanted to learn. Wanted to Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross, and our special guest at the moment is Rico Tippett, Mariko Tippett. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit, or detriment to the black community? You just heard a cut from Mark Ranger, which is another friend of ours, uh, Rico. Um, I typically start with the Queen, after I come out of the break, Latrice here, I'm actually going to start with you. Again, I know you know, Mark, I'm pretty sure that cut speaks to you dearly. Um, I'm going to ask you to think broadly just for a split second in reference to hearing that cut. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community. Can you surmise uh, to a degree how I see that as a connection to this morning's discussion, you know, more so than the fact that I know you agree with Mark because both of y'all are in the financial field, uh, very successful in that regard. Uh, but do you see to a degree uh, a, a connection to what he's talking about in reference to making the decision to go the route that he chose, which for me, I'll say this to give you a little backdrop, is I think quite often uh, that's a decision that a lot 
of African Americans have to make, and I think it, in my opinion, I think it, it, it becomes somewhat of a dilemma between both sides of this morning's discussion question. So I don't know if you can relate to how I see that, but I wanted to hear your thoughts. And then, of course, Latrice, I think you personally, I think you've been in the same boat and, and you know, and had to consider that as well. But I'll start with you um, again, um, Rico. Go ahead, King. Yeah, so I, I definitely see a connection. Um, uh, again, he, um, Mark Ranger, was starting with the fact that he wanted to make change, but that change had to start within himself. So he was making the decision and understanding that that as a black community, we could not have true power unless we had an economic base. What's the best way to um, give people that foundation but to go and influence change in the financial arena itself. Um, so there is that underlying foundation of change starts with an individual with the mindset that it will have an effect, an outward effect or ripple effect on the entire community at large. Uh, Latrice, um, any thoughts in reference to, as again, this is a friend of mine doing very well in the financial uh, industry, and uh, again, he, as he said, he was considering going into law. That was kind of his first thought, and he chose to kind of go that route. Um, but still with the, um, as a friend, another good friend of mine, Michael Sutler refers to it, going into that industry, being successful, but uh, but remaining, in a sense, he calls it conscious money. Um, and then it's like if you can keep that consciousness, um, you know, you, 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 in a sense, take your individual role with the idea of being able to help um, later. Is, again, I know this brother, so I know um, his intentions, and I've seen him play that out. Um, but, again, I think you may have been faced with some of that as well from what I, you know, just thinking about your career. But uh, go ahead, Queen, speak to that, if you will. Sure. Um, I actually agree with, with his assessment uh, and of how he, he views his career, and I think that it's one thing that's important when you choose to take that route is that you have to maintain that consciousness and, and understand that your role is to bring about change and not get lost in the wealth, the abundance, the, the flattery, or whatever the case is. I think so often people may start out with, in, in, in a sense, being conscious, but they get lost along the way and lose sight of that and then even begin to buy into the concept of I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and made it and so can you. So I think it's just the mindset definitely has to be in the right place, but it has to maintain that stability and that focus to bring about change. I absolutely respect that. We got our guest, um, Kalanji Chunga. Gonna get this king introduced. So just you know, we've been rock, rocking smooth now. The, rough, the water's about to get rough. This king right here gonna bring it. Uh, thank you, uh, King. This is uh, an activist, an organizer here in the Atlanta area, as well as host of the, the Renegade Culture. Uh, we jumping you right in, King. So thanks for getting on with us. Um, this morning's discussion question: American individualism benefit or detriment to the black community? Uh, we'll give a have you give a quick thought to the to the question itself. Um, you heard um, our other guest, Mariko, and our guest co-host Latrice speaking to a cut that I just played so uh, you know but with that said we'll just have you give us your three cents uh, on the initial question and we'll continue this morning's discussion thanks for being with us King oh man pleasure to be here Uh, unfortunately I didn't get to hear what the uh, other guests were speaking on but the question uh, from correct I mean if I I understand it correctly would be American uh, individualism uh, benefit or detriment to black America. Is that correct? Correct. 
Correct. Absolutely. That's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Give us your. Yeah. There you go. You own it. Cool. Cool. So, um, you know, it is our uh, our stance that it is the individualism that exists. The individualism, as far as quote unquote American individualism, is the reason why the conditions that exist, um, you know, are, are, are here now. I mean, it's like you know, we we talk about uh, when we talk about capitalism. It is a system of oppression. It is a system of exploitation, and someone has to be exploited in order to, uh, you know, to to for 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 the folks at the top to advance. Um, I think we're under the notion and the belief that, uh, you know, when we look at folks like Oprah, or we look at folks like uh, uh, Tyler Perry, and we look at all these other folks, and we say, okay, well, they're doing good things. They're building uh, schools in Africa, or they're going to, uh, um, you know, uh, put a few, give some Christmas money to a, a few uh, homeless women or some housing or so on and so forth. We look at that as advancement as a whole, right? When in reality, our individualism keeps us uh, separate. It's like when we talk about a, a fist. You have, um, you know, a hand. You have fingers, individual fingers, and you have a fist. So if you're talking about um Exercising any type of power, you need the fist. You need that 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 uh, that collective uh, piece. You know, many of our people, unfortunately, this individualist uh, attitude. We only come together, quote unquote, when it's an emergency. It's like, okay, you know, there's a a hurricane. Let's all get together and try to save, you know, this family. We get together and we say, okay, there's a, uh, you know, the, the police murdered someone in the street. So let's go out and we rally and we rebel and we say we're not going to take it anymore. And then we go back to our jobs on Monday or Tuesday or whenever the fire dies down, and we think we've advanced. Um, individualism only works for um, for folks who are interested in um, being a, being part and parcel in uh, in, in the colonialist system. You know, it, it's not a situation where uh, you know it, it, there will be no advancement as a whole. And you know, I know oftentimes folks talk about, well, you know, I'm going to make my money. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to give to the black community and so on and so forth. When in fact, there's no such thing as a black community. Most folks don't even know what the black community is. You understand? So most folks don't know what community is. You understand what I'm saying? And we keep talking about we're going to come back, we're going to come back, and I'm going to make X amount of money, and that just never happens in the conditions we make. So individualism will be the downfall of, uh, of, of black folks in America or anyone else that, you know, that doesn't play along with this system. Hey, respect the, um, um, the 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 viewpoint, and again, that's why I brought you on, King, uh, because I knew you would be able to deliver uh, from you know from a true organizer activist uh, perspective. Uh, you know, most of most of us, even like you like you talked about, even those moments where we may come together during some type of disaster or a protest or whatever, uh, the majority of us end up being what I call um, Facebook slacktivists. Um, you are absolutely the opposite of that, and have long been in these streets again, um, just because we're jumping in, we didn't get too intensive into your background because we're going to keep the conversation going, but I wanted to highlight that, um, you know, you're not somebody on here that, that comes on and just talk. Um, you're definitely known, you know, in this community, in the Atlanta area, uh, you know, if it needs to happen, um, organize on the, uh, you know, the grassroots level, that's what you do. You know, you have an organization and you may be able to highlight that before, um, you know, later um, in the show. But again, thank you for your 
your uh, your perspective on all of this. Um, Latrice and uh, Mariko, as we kind of hear um, Kalanji's perspective, we definitely want to hear uh, you know y'all thoughts and hearing you know kind of what he's what he's speaking about. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind, if I could just highlight this, and I'll, I've been using this quote for a lot of years, but I can't find it again. And I'll use this quote for. Uh, the, prior to, you know, in a sense, I've been using it prior to the Internet, so usually I can find everything on the Internet. I'm a pretty decent researcher. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, attribute this, this quote to Kwame Tua because I think it's something that he would say, even though I can't find it anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not misquoting him because I'm not one of those people that just pass along memes, uh, you know, without doors. You know, I, I'm not one of those people or whatever. But, again, if I'm misusing this quote, uh, for whatever reason, I, I feel like I read a number of years Kwame Tua or yeah, a.k.a. Stokely Core Michael, uh, for those those who know him that way, um, I always remember him saying, "Never confuse the success of many with the success of of I'm sorry, the success of a few with the success of many." Uh, and again, I can't find it directly anymore, but but that's what comes to mind when I hear um, Kalaji give us his perspective, um, Latrice. Um, again, that, that brother breaks it down. His from you know, from, well, actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you um, jump in, uh, Rico, as you hear him give his perspective, and and you've already yeah. kind of highlighted, um, you know, why you would take an individual path and kind of maybe do do it from your perspective. Yeah, go ahead and jump in, King, and then Latrice, if you will, well, you I, know, you'll get your three cents after that. I, I think there are several things that are that are going on here. One, I want to mention what Latrice brought up about you know, one person being able to pull themselves up so we have the mentality that others should be able to pull themselves up by the bootstraps as well. And then, Kalanji, welcome. Um, thanks for your, your thoughts and your words. Um, but, but again, in looking at, you mentioned um, capitalist, capitalism is an oppressive system. Um, I, I, I don't know that I would necessarily call it an oppressive system, um, and that making wealth or, or gaining wealth does not have to be a zero-sum game. Um, just because I am um, doing well for myself, that does not necessarily mean that I had to step on others in order to build myself up. The way that it should work is there is a value in the exchange, and that is where capitalism in itself comes from, is I have something that you want, and you have something that I want, we determine a value for what the exchange will be, and we make it a win-win. Um, I, I think we, we get into um, a lot of the corruption that we see when um, the, the capitalist system becomes that of making the few wealthy at the expense of the many. Um, but, but also going into the, the, the concept of what we can try to do um, as, as the so-called organizers, leaders, um, professionals, et cetera, is, again, we have to change the hearts and the minds of the people. Um, I have this concept called a coalescent nation. Um, and, and until we are able to join together, um, regardless of your profession, creed, um, status in life, we, we will never be able to have a unified culture or a, a black community, as you say. I 100% agree um, that when we mention this quote-unquote black community, what is it, what does it look like, and where does it exist? But these are the things that, that we as a collective have to go about um, uh, defining um, and, and by uh, making 
the best of ourselves, each one of us, um, is the best way that we can go about doing that by coalescing. So I, I, I think there's, there's a piece of, you, you, you know, if an individual is, is not doing their best or being their best, um, what do they have to bring to the table to advance the rest of us? Um, so when we, when we look at um, the need for food, water, shelter, clothing, safety, et cetera, which so many of us, you know, are having to think about on a daily basis that doesn't leave a whole lot of time, effort, or energy to focus on higher-level thinking, to focus on helping someone else. So the, the, the better we are able to be as an individual, you know, I put on my mask first, then I help you, um, that concept, I think, applies um, as we're trying to to build our communities and raise up the level of our communities. Um, strong uh, talks, um, Latrice. Let, we got a, yeah, we got about a minute for breaks. So I want to get Latrice in. We're going to go to a quick break, and you can come out of break, um, Kalunja, just to let you know. Um, Latrice, about a minute before break. So just uh, you know, quick thoughts um, before we go to break. Um, I just like to say that you know the, the whole individualistic type mentality. Um, is actually rooted in a place that says equal opportunity is available to everyone. As a black woman, I know that that's not true. Equal opportunity is alive for white Americans, but to be honest, not really black folk. I look at the data weekly at the wealth gap, at the number of Fortune 500 CEOs, um, the number of black executives in an organization, and they're not present. And it's not for lack of trying, and it's definitely not for lack of ability. It's for lack of opportunity. And so that individualistic type mentality, while it sounds good in theory, in practice, it doesn't work. Hey, thank you for your thoughts. We are up against the break. Um, Kalunji, again, thanks for getting on with this, King. Uh, after the break, you will hear a cut. I definitely use cuts as part of the show, and you will definitely get your thoughts coming out of that as well. But just keep in mind, um, you know, give us your thoughts, and you can start with the cut as well. So your thoughts and first to, to, to address the cut that you hear out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think this is a cut from Taylor Pace, Remix of One Last Time featuring Joe Blees from our sponsor, Square Business Entertainment. Find them on all music streaming platforms. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Drive any movement is clarity. 
If you don't have clarity, you can't be aggressive. If somebody can't be aggressive in terms of moving something forward, you may get there eventually, but you're not actually going to be moving it at the speed that it needs to be moved, let alone the intensity that it needs to be moved and the preparation that it needs to be moved to actually make something happen. If, if, if people are unclear, they can't be aggressive, and we need aggressiveness. We need understanding. We need clarity on what we're actually trying to do, and, and I think that's what you're trying to, to point at. And then the other thing about capitalism that you mentioned was um, to respond to that, uh, we're not going to change capitalism in, 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 in America. That, I mean, that is, a, that, is a, that is a useless effort to try to say we're going to change capitalism. It's not going to happen. That, that's not that, – that, I think that is putting your ladder against the wrong wall if you think the, the movement is to try to change capitalism. Um, W.B. Du Bois said that capitalism was like having three ears of corn. You eat one, you sell one, and you save one for next year's harvest. Now, if you think about capitalism in that, in that way, and we learn to adopt that philosophy – you can't tell me that we can't build something special. So when in Rome, do as the Romans do. We're not going to change capitalism, but we need to understand it and then begin to use it to our advantage to the point we were talking about earlier, but then how can we use it to develop more in our community, have the right ideas, and then execute on it appropriately. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community? Our special guest, Rico Tippett, as well as Kalanji Chunga, as we hear another cut uh, from Mark Ranger, uh, brother that's a uh, regional director at a Fortune 200 company, giving his perspective um, in reference to um, the clarity that's needed in any movement, as well as his perspective about the idea of even changing capitalism. Uh, again, whatever thoughts y'all have, please bring it to the table. Our ultimate goal with this discussion this morning will be to consider the the other side. I always tell people we practice the art of consideration, um, but we're going to go ahead and get started with our guest, um, Kalanji Chunga. We will be opening up the phone lines after this next segment. Uh, go ahead, Kalanji. Um, I know you had some thoughts from what was said previously, and then you can jump right into uh, Mark Ranger's um, cut, if, if you will. Go ahead, King. Um, thanks again for being with us um, this morning. No doubt. Um, honored to be there. Uh, <clears throat> capitalism confuses people, right? Um, there's no such thing as a black capitalist. They have aspiring capitalists. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to be capitalist, uh, a capitalist, you have to own the uh, the means of production. you got to own the, uh, um, uh, the, the the materials. You know what I mean? you got to own the distribution. It's, it's not about just, you know, I'm, I'm getting some money and I'm a capitalist. It's not at work. Capitalism is the, the cornerstone of global white supremacy. It is an economic exploitation system uh, based on the myth of free enterprise and private ownership. You know, um, you know capitalism is a, is, a, is a European concept, a European construct. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, our brother, uh, what's his name, uh, Lieutenant Colonel? Mariko. Yeah, Mom, Mariko Tippett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we, when you you said uh, you spoke about how you know in order for you to you know if you have certain resources or whatever, and you 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 know you acquired wealth that you don't have to necessarily exploit other people. With all due respect, the United States uh, has been in existence since 1776. Okay, about 244 years, give or take, 244, 245 years. Within that time, they've been at war 
or in some type of conflict for about 225, 226 of those years. This is a document. It's not a, a situation where I'm playing some type of number game or whatever the case is. They have 800 military bases around the world, okay, around the globe, 800 U.S. military bases. Okay. Um, you were a lieutenant colonel, and you are retired as such, okay? Your job was to maintain exploitation. Your job was to maintain capitalism. You understand what I'm saying? By any means. Now, you might have been, you coming into the military, going into the military, that might not have been your intention. That not, might not, you might have a good heart. You may have said, you know what, I'm just going to be a pilot. I'm going to learn how to fly, and I might get a job at Delta or something, and I'm going to feed my family, so on and so forth. But someone, someone was oppressed because of your particular position. Because that's the job. That's, that's why it is you, the United States is 5% of the world population. Yet controls 25% of the resources. That's capitalism. America, free labor has been the cornerstone of the United States. That's where the whole individualistic type mentality comes from. They say, listen, you can pull yourself up by your bootstrap. You can make it. You can be a special nigga. You can be the one to come along and you can save your race. You don't have to be poor. And, and all these other brothers and sisters out here that's not doing their part, then they need to step their game up. That's the whole myth. You know what I'm saying? That That's the whole thing when you hear folks talking about the, the, the um, the black community, if they came together, they'd have a trillion dollars worth of wealth, and we know that's all malarkey. <laughs> okay. There are 8 so, billion people so, on the planet Earth. 8 billion people. Yeah, let me, let me go ahead and let, One uh, billion let, me, people let start. Uh, Rico. Yeah, let me let Mariko so, jump in here. Kalanji, Kalanji, I, I thank have, you for sharing. I was going to say that. a couple things. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I was going to try to do a bridge here, but I'm going to go ahead and let you jump in. Go okay. ahead, because I can tell you're ready. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, King. Yeah, so I, I'm just wondering, um, so I understand your viewpoint very well, um, and, and, and I've heard, you know, me being a black man and an officer and a pilot um, in the Air Force, um, you, you know, I've, I've been asked several times, you know, how I think um, the impact that I was able to have um, in the black community and what we've done around the world. And, but I'll get to that in a second. But my question is, from your perspective, what is the better solution? What is the alternative that, that what should we be doing if it's not this capitalist way? We should be working towards African scientific socialism. We should work together. We should have communalism. We should make sure that uh, our neighbors are eating. We should make sure if we live in a city like Atlanta where you have over 30,000 homeless people, we should make sure that we come together collectively fix the ills of our society. We should make sure that if, if, if our children are running amok, we should take it back to that, 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 that old school situation, you know what I mean, where, where we were able to say, listen, uh, Montoya's son's out in the street acting crazy, not just look out there and say, oh, man, he's acting crazy, whatever, snatch Montoya's son up and say, listen, man, this is what we need to do. You're destroying our community. You know what I'm saying? We have to build. When we see uh, our neighbors who are, are, are hungry or downtrodden or whatever, we have to work together collectively, grow food together, organize together. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take much. But an individualistic mentality, it, it will lead us to saying, listen, I'm, I got mine, and you got to get yours. I got my house, my, my, my um, white picket fence, 
you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and my dog, and, and, and I'm living comfortable, and later for everyone else. Unfortunately, that's the kind of mentality that folks like uh, uh, the, the former U.S. president had, you know, um, and, and, and most of these presidents, have, most, I mean, any president of the United States, because of the fact that their job is to, cheat, to uh, uphold capitalism. You know, so um, while, you know, I don't, I don't diminish anyone's quote-unquote successes because of the fact that, you know, it's not my, my job or my duty or my right to tell you how to spend your money, but the question that was posed was, is it a, is it a, a detriment or not? Benefit or detriment. You know, yeah, so that, that's what I think. I think that, you know, we have to work closer with each other. If not, you know, we'll be destroyed. I mean, look at, look at the facts. It's like here we are in the United States. And we're talking about we're 13, 14% of the U.S. population, yet 65% of the prison population, 65, 70% of the prison population. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's problematic. That's an issue. In the state of Georgia, you have over 300 jails and prisons, and the majority of the quote-unquote inmates are blacks and, black and others. You know what I mean? So that's what capitalism is about. The reason why we have 300 prisons and jails here in the, in the uh, state of Georgia is because of the fact that um, these uh, white rural communities, they have to have some type of economy. We have just as many inmates as we did in, uh, during antebellum uh, uh, slavery in, uh, in, in Georgia. You know, so that's problematic. So we have to come together collectively and think collectively in order to defeat um, and, and survive, more or less. Not even to defeat, but in order to survive America, you know. Nah, that, that's that's Let me jump in here real quick because I know Rico probably has some – because he asked a question. I know he wants to respond. Um, and, um, again, Kalanji, I think you're very aware of our format. You've seen me moderate an event. So um, the goal in the dialogue, obviously – or, or the, and I said, I said this before you came on today, would be to challenge each side to consider some things. So something, something that I heard Rico say, and I just want to kind of get, if you can't give a quick thought, because I want to get back to Rico because he did ask the question. Um, and so as I listened to a lot of things, and then I was, let me clarify the numbers too. Uh, we're, about at, we're about at 49% um, throughout the nation now, which is still not, that doesn't make it big. It doesn't make it any better. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm just a numbers guy. So just be in particular about our prison numbers. We're at about 49%, but as you said, we only make up about 13% of the population, so still a big, big issue. Um, I, I definitely believe in ending mass incarceration, and we have to figure out how to do that. So, so I'm, I'm with you there, Kalunji. Um, a little bit about um, in what I heard Rico say. Um, obviously, as an advocate of capitalism, he's already made that part clear. Um, but what I heard, I just want to hear a quick thought on this. Um, I think I heard him say, regardless of what system is being used, the idea of defining and figuring out how we can help one another um, applies. And I'll say regardless of what system you use, because here's the thing that I always say, again, just a challenge thought in reference to looking at the different systems around the world. Uh, I have yet to see humans not, unfortunately, at some point become a power over exploitive and uh, regardless of what system is being used. And so I think you see, um, you know, in a sense, levels of oppression, no, no matter the system. Again, this is just kind of my thought. So in that consideration, the one thing that I definitely heard uh, Rico say is just the idea that you have to figure that, 
figure out how to look out for one another and have a win-win regardless of the system. I don't, I don't know that there is a system that does it automatically. Obviously, you, you, you re, you've said the one that makes sense to you. Um, so the quick thought is just, do you understand that idea that he's saying that if, we're, if we have a concept of looking out, that you're going to be able to do that? Um, I think I hear him saying regardless of the system, obviously he's a fan of this one. Um, do you think that could apply? Um, to any system, or you just think this system is the one that it can't work with? I mean, again, capitalism is a system of exploitation. So regardless of of, of what I think or what uh, Rico thinks or what you think or whatever, it is, uh, it's a temp whole system, and that, that's just the reality of it. And unfortunately, um, you know, we we play the roles of the hoes. I mean, we look at at, at, okay. at, at the whole. I, yeah, okay, so yeah, I just want to get that. So right. let Rico um, jump back in here. So okay, that's how you see it. All right, Rico. Sorry, I let it get to the break. So we're gonna run to the break and let you give a response out of that break. And I'm definitely interested in here uh, again how Latrice is hearing all of this. Uh, we are up against the break. We are gonna open up the phone lines. The number to get in is six four six seven eight seven. One six nine one. Again, that number six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to let us know that you want to speak. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. For whatever reason, the United States is behind on all of the emerging technologies. Like if you look at, I, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, we do international business, so I see Malaysia, mm-hmm. I see China, I see yeah. all of these guys. They're, they're teaching. They're, they're teaching. This is what they're doing. They're educating their 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 society right now. On and these guys mm-hmm. are being reskilled. I'm talking about guys who've done things for 30, 40 years. They're being reskilled right now to understand how to operate drones, how to repair drones, how yeah. to do how to how to, how to use this emerging technology. And for whatever reason, the United States is not doing that with us. 
They're not doing that. So like let me that. tell you They're this, because hey, we only got a couple minutes. We're gonna tell me I'm gonna take a guess at the, for whatever reason. Um, and this is just mm-hmm. a guess on my for my study of history. Uh, we only got a couple minutes. So my guess okay. is when you say for whatever reason, is I tell I tell people, and this is how I I I started to learn to get out of um, you know black versus white. It was when I studied what right. the Japanese did after World War II. So mm-hmm. um, we only only still got a minute and a half. I'll make it quick as hell. So okay. one thing about um, the Japanese in World War Two. Part of the reason World War Two happened was obviously everybody remembers Hitler in Germany, right? But ultimately, would it was two forces that wanted to take over the world, if you will. They were imperialistic to the nth degree, right? The Japanese, right. that is still in a sense their mindset. We're talking about a country that's what five thousand years old or whatever. So their concept of time is much greater than a country that's been around for only four hundred years, right? So four hundred years right. is a drop in the bucket to them. And while the world said, Hey, y'all can't build a navy again, oh they're like, Okay, we'll take that. So they decided to become, okay, how do we compete? They came, copied the Germany, copied the United States, copied it and then mm-hmm. became better at technology than us because we would still put money towards uh, you know, put our finances toward building weapons. Well, they just put their finances because right. they couldn't build weapons only towards technology. And so I would say because yeah. Japan has been in the backyard of those countries, it becomes um, by, you know what I'm saying, just by um, well vicinity that all those other countries are saying, oh, look at what Japan's doing. So I'm not surprised to hear that they are well ahead technology-wise than the West who right. still builds weapons. But we will not be fighting wars in that manner 50 years from now. Right. That's the reality. Right. We got 20 seconds. Thank y'all. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community? Uh, special guest co-host, Latrice Ross, special guest, Rico Tippett, as well as Kalanji Chunga. To get in, the number is 646-787-1691. You will need to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Um, Rico, if you will, I know you wanted to respond um, to some of what Kalanji had to say, so we'll jump right back there. Go ahead, King. Thank you. Um, so uh, just a couple of quick questions to follow up with what you're saying. Um, you mentioned that your alternative would be a form of socialism. I don't know a country in the world that has succeeded at socialism. So from your perspective, who would be controlling the resources in a socialist community, nation, state, environment, et cetera? Kalaji? Did we lose you, Kalaji? Hello? I'm sorry, I was muted. Yes, can you hear me? Okay, no problem. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no problem. Go ahead, King. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> in a socialist society, this, uh, the resources are controlled by the whole, not an individual. Um, when you talk about not knowing a country in the world that, uh, that has survived off socialism, I mean, that's the original way of life. It, it's, you know, we grow food together. We eat together. You know what I mean? We produce together. You know, we survive together. We we house together. That's what socialism is about. Socialism is about, um, you know, I have mine and I run this over here and mine, 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 and I'm going to control the water and I'm going to control the electricity and I'm going to control all the, the, the natural minerals and re, uh, resources, so on and so forth. So um, we're talking about a communalist type society. We're talking about something where we have group leadership, where we're making sure that everything is even. You know what I mean? People um, oftentimes 
folks in the United States and, and other capitalist countries, they down socialism because of the fact that, you know, they, they, their thing is like, okay, well, you know, I can't really advance. Everyone's being educated. Everyone is, uh, you know, it's free medical for everyone. You understand what I'm saying? This is the type of society. When we live in a country where you can die of thirst if you, don't have, if you can't afford water, or we live in a country that, uh, that, that, that you won't survive the natural elements if you don't have housing or whatever, I don't think capitalism is the way to go. All right, let me jump really in real quick. Um, yeah, let me jump in, let me jump in real quick because I, I know he had another question, and I just kind of want to. And I got a caller out there as well. For the caller that just got on, you have to press one if you want to jump in on this conversation. Um, uh, and as I hear the point that you just made, unfortunately, I think you see the examples that you just gave, Kalanja, just throwing it out here. And again, it's not me. I'm moderating here, so it's not that I'm in favor of one over the other. I just always struggle with. Personally, in, in my own viewpoints as a young man, I always struggled that I feel like I, I've always seen that same exploitation um, regardless of, the, in a sense, if those are the two systems, in a sense, that we're talking about. And I do kind of, to a degree, want to avoid make, not having the show not become between capitalism and socialism. Again, we're going to still dial all this thing out. Um, one thing that I will highlight for you, um, originally, we uh, humans were egalitarian, in a sense, before any of these systems have existed. And as those systems have come into play, I think I've historically seen them be exploitive um, as well. But, Rico, I know you had another question, so I want to make sure we at least get to both of your questions um, and see if the caller wants to get in as well. So go ahead with your other question as well. And I'd like to address what you're saying at some point, too, because... Uh, yeah, 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 we may, we may too, like I got to move. I got a lot of things I want to get to. We got the cut that we just played, so I don't want to get stuck in, in this spot. It seem like a tag team here, but, you know, I'm cool with so, it. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just, no, I'm not... No, I know it feels that way. I know it feels that way. Um, you kind of missed the beginning of the show. Yeah, I'm definitely going to dialogue. But it ain't, it's not a tag team. I was just highlighting individually. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool I with it. You know, with... call it a handicap match. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's not going. It's not <laughs> going. On. It's not like that at all. We've given you but, plenty of time. So, let's, let's, let's keep it <laughs> so go ahead, um, Rico. Go ahead and yeah. um, get the other question because I want to make sure we're to the moving the question. Um, individualism, um, you, you know, is it a, a, a benefit or a detriment? I, I believe in any community, um, it's our mindset that matters. Um, I, I 100% agree with you, Kalanji, that we should be looking out for for one another. It takes a village to raise the child. Um, I, 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 I respect that. I appreciate that. I, I wish more people had that mentality. But again, I think it's the individual that has to decide that, their best interest is to make sure that the whole is good. So the better each of us are, the better all of us are, the mentality. But that starts with each individual. What happens is one of those individuals decides, I want more or I want to be in charge. And that's when we start separating ourselves um, into what I will call corruption from true capitalist society. And a capitalist society the, the, the person um, or, or the business entity, et cetera, is privately owned, which means it's not controlled by a larger entity. Thus, they get to make the decisions as to who they're going to do business with and who they're not going to do business with and how they're going to share their resources with one another, whether that be in the community um, or not in the community. Um, in a socialist society, 
um, just just bringing it back full circle, there is a government entity that controls all the resources. And if if you're not satisfied with the government that we have, why would we give this government all of our resources to hand out to the people where they can decide that we want to keep the majority of it for ourselves, which is what I've seen around the world. And and for our military, um, the reason that America's military needs to be so strong is from the very beginning of time, um, man has had conflict with one another. So they have had to join together um, as a larger entity, thus the reason for government to um, protect and and save the the larger whole or the group as a whole. Thus, the reason we have the United States government and the United States military is for that very purpose to protect the 340 million people that call themselves Americans. Otherwise, we would be invaded again by name the country. Excuse me, um, Latrice. You're you saying? Let me, let me, let me, let me, I gotta get Latrice in. Gotta get Latrice in. Go ahead, Queen. Sure. So I'd like to add that um, when we when we think about the rugged individualism that type mentality that exists in our country, and we compare ourselves, and I'm not talking socialism here, but when we compare ourselves to other countries like Canada, um, other countries like the United Kingdom, um, they don't have as much of that rugged individualism type mentality that the U.S. has. And in those countries, there is less inequity. They, and part of it is because they provide a strong social safety net, and there's public investments to ensuring that all citizens have the basic needs that they have. In this country, there is a homelessness problem. Additionally, when we think about the pandemic that we're right in the middle of, it's actually proving that rugged individualism does not work. Because if it did, 40% less people would have died. But because we exist in this rugged individualistic type mentality, we've lost quite a number of people that if we had a more collective type mentality, we would not have, likely would not have lost. And so we keep perpetuating this myth because it makes us feel good, especially if you're successful because you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, which is from a fairy tale, by the way, um, and if you if you don't do it, then that means that you just you're just lazy or you just want to be poor, and that's the myth that it perpetuates. And even other people outside of black people are beginning to see that. I read a LinkedIn post yesterday or today from from Dan Price, who is the CEO of Gravity Payments, and he actually hates that people use his story as a sign of rugged individualism because he says it perpetuates the same myth, that if you don't succeed, you're a failure. If you don't have an overwhelming, amazing level of success, you're a failure. And therein lies the problem of rugged individualism for me. Can I jump in there, Smitty? Montoya? I think we may have lost Montoya since he didn't jump in. Okay, I'm actually back. Sorry, Sorry, about, that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. We're at the top of the hour. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Um, we're at the top of the hour, so we got to go to another break. Kalanji, I know. Um, are you able to do another segment? Because I know you got on a little late with us. Are you able to do one more segment with us? Hopefully. 
Or if you need to go, I definitely want to respect your time. Kalanji, do you hear me? You might be on mute, brother. Yeah, I can do about 20 minutes or so. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. All right, we're at the top of the hour, um, so we'll definitely get the responses. Uh, I definitely want to say something about, you know, some of the things I just heard. Again, um, 502 last three two eight three. if you want to get in, you do need to press 1. If you're out there listening, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, it's 646-787-1691. Uh, this is, again, Square Business Entertainment. They've been supporting us for a long time, so we're going to hear a cut by them, and then we'll hear another cut. And hopefully we'll be able to, again, move into this you know, this conversation as well, but we definitely want to get everybody's questions answered. We'll be right back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Representation or overrepresentation of various groups is not peculiar to the United States or to our times. For centuries, there have been countries where most members of various professions and most business owners in whole industries have been members of some subordinate minority. All right, you present a couple of examples. Let's take a couple of examples. The overseas Chinese in Southeast Asia. Oh, yes. Tell us about them. Oh, my gosh. The uh, th- th- some people call them the, uh, the Jews of Southeast Asia. Uh, considering the numbers involved, you might call the Jews the Chinese of Eastern Europe. Uh, but uh, there, are, there are country after country where over half of the retail outlets are by, by people who are Chinese. I mean, Malaysia, uh, Indonesia, Thailand, whatnot. There are countries after countries where most of the billionaires are Chinese. Outside China. Out- oh, outside China. And this, one of the other things, too, is... This, this ties in, to some extent, with a uh, genetic thing. As of 1994, there were 57 million overseas Chinese and 1 billion people in China. The, over, the 57 million produce as much wealth as the billion people in China. All right. Uh, Jews in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. as another example of yes. a subordinate group. Yes. Tell us about them. It's very, unco- very uh, common for retailing in many parts of Eastern Europe to be largely in the hands of Jews, uh, greatly overrepresented in uh, universities. Uh, by the late 19th century, uh, 
one-third the uh, people at the University of Vienna were Jews, and they were usually the more successful students. Right. Indians in East Africa. Oh, my gosh. And here, here you see something that ties in with a desire to confiscate the wealth of the wealthy. They did that in Uganda. The people from uh, India and Pakistan uh, dominated uh, modern industry in that, in that country. Eventually, of course, the politicians uh, decided that they, they should be uh, expropriated. They were expropriated. They were sent out, uh, not allowed to take any wealth with them of any significance. And all the stuff that was left there, their businesses and so forth, went, went to the Ugandan. The Ugandan economy collapsed. These people arrived uh, uh, destitute, mostly in England. Uh, and within a decade, they were on their way to prosperity again. The same thing with the Cubans uh, here, that when Castro took over... Castro uh, takes over in 1959, a million Cubans leave with almost nothing. Yes, and he left behind all the wealth they had in Cuba. You fast forward a half a century, and the uh, Cuban-American businesses in the United States had a revenue that was larger than the revenue of the entire nation of Cuba, even though, and, and they weren't... An, Welcome back to the Myths of Dialogue talk show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community? Our special guest, Kalanji Changa, as well as Mariko Tippett, as we hear a cut uh, from uh, Thomas Soul. I'm going to try to make a, a little surmise, a few things. i got Brother Pianchi wanting to get in on, on the phone line as well. Um, and, Kalanji, we're going to start with you. But I just want to... Again, our, our goal with these dialogues is, is to, to get in between the either or of it. And, again, I, I definitely respect everyone's position. But here's what I've heard thus far as we get into this second hour and before we even – and, and what I hear in that cut. I'm going to throw that out, and then we'll start with Kalanji. So what I've heard thus far in listening to all of you dialogue, uh, I, I, I hear running themes between all of you and, 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 and to get away from the either or. There's absolutely aspects that I think you, Mariko, would acknowledge this aspect, specifically in the American society and how that it delivers, quote, unquote, the idea of American individualism. I've been on record on this show saying that American individualism has not, in a sense, served the black community well. I, a lot of times I'm referencing our history of being communal people. Um, I referenced that in how I promoted this show. And so there's aspects of that, quote, unquote, American individualism or rugged American individualism that has not served us, and that is messaging that is pushed hard. Uh, and so I think you would agree that that messaging is, is pushed hard. Is it fair to say that you understand that that, message, that messaging is, is kind of pushed over the top in this country? Would you at least agree to that thought? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So in agreeing to that thought, what I do hear you're saying, you're saying is you, you don't disagree that that's how it's pushed in the society. And your whole point when you say hearts and mind is, the, is in a sense, the mindset is not to continue pushing in a sense that exploitive mindset. You're saying get completely away from it is what I've heard you speak about so far. And so again, and, I, and I'm only mentioning it because Latrice, that seems to have been your running theme. And again, I think there's no, nobody on here would agree, I mean disagree that in a sense that's how that theme is pushed, you know, here in America. Let me say something about the cut, then Kalanji, I'll start with you. Um, and so in playing that cut, 
here's the things that stood out to me because, again, I'm trying my best to move this thing away from just what socialism does and what capitalism does, again, uh, you know, even in hearing what we just heard. And so um, in the perspective, the thing that stood out for me and partly why I played that cut was just in listening to Soil break down these different groups. Like, for example, I'll just say this one and cut it off and let Kalanji jump in. So, for example, when he was talking about the Cubans, what I heard most, again, getting away from capitalism and socialism, was that in the Cubans, in a sense, coming to, you know, if you want to, if you want to say South Florida or whatever, that it took about, it took them 50 years to eventually get to the point where, as he said, their revenue was higher than, than their whole country or whatever. And it's not I, the, the 50 years that it took for them to come with nothing to get to that point, I stand on the 50 years because I think a lot of times we have to think much longer and more long-term in what success may look like. And I'm imagining coming here with nothing and 50 years later doing better. Uh, and, it, and it taking 50 years, I don't think that that's what we're looking for. And I think sometimes the, the, the the short-sightedness of what we're looking for gets in the way of what a long-term um, success may look like. So I know I said a lot there. Um, Kalanji, go ahead and jump in, and then I'm going to um, let Brother Pianchi get in as well. Go ahead, Kalanji. Yeah, um, man, I, I must have to go back and do some more research because I don't know what y'all are talking about. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, it's cool. I respect, you know, everyone's opinion and thoughts and all of that type of stuff. I think we, I think it's necessary for us to uh, not just uh, regurgitate things that we hear because of the fact that, you know, it's almost like that whole meme culture. If we don't do serious research or if we take – the, the bottom line is there are no absolutes. You know what I mean? There's no absolute. Okay, let me ask you this real quick. Oh, let me ask you this. Yeah, as first as leaving it out there when you say you don't know what you said. Well, like, I don't know, maybe something I said. So let's let's talk about something directly. No, so no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, when, when you're talking about when you're talking about Cubans in South Florida, all Cubans aren't the same, and all all and 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 when you talk about success, um, success is 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 gauged um, uh, individually. You know what I'm saying? What is success to you? You know what I mean? So um, you, we may it, 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 it's like it's like the whole uh, uh, concept of uh, again of capitalism. It's like okay, boom. If you're not at this particular economic uh, uh, position, then you're poor. Or if you're not at this particular, I can be eaten. I can have a whole farm in my backyard or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? I can have an entire farm. And I can be eaten well, but since I'm not in a, 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 a Fortune 500 bracket, I might be looked at as poor. But I'm eating. And then there's someone over here who has a job and they're working 40 hours a day and they're not eating. You understand what I'm saying? So success is not just gauged off of uh, uh, off of off of uh, U.S. the definition of. Um, uh, a capitalist no, definition. No, fair enough. Um, let, me, let me say this. I'm gonna let you finish your thought. No, no, no. Let me say this real quick, and I'm gonna let you finish your thought. I promise you, I will. Okay. And so I just, I just, yeah, because, I because, I definitely because, want to understand. You're talking about this. Yeah. There's a hold difference on between brother. Hold on one second, brother. And, brother and, please and, hold on one second. And, I'm, I'm gonna let you respond. I just, yeah. I, I, I'm going to let you respond. Just hold on one second, brother. So all I was – I just wanted to – when I understand now that it's the way I use success is what, in a sense, why you went down the road you, you know, went. So I do want to clarify, in, in all I'm simply talking – all I'm simply – again, my focus was on the length of time for those people coming here with nothing. I'm not talking about, you know, whether somebody had – and I'm definitely not um, saying all Cubans are the same. I'm just talking about for that group 
to kind of get back on their feet, not under American standards. I'm just talking about the idea they had nothing and eventually, the you know, only being able to measure it in their revenue versus what their country held. Again, I get that that's American standards. I'm only, I was just only pointing out that um, the length of time is something that I think we want to focus on. So I wasn't, I'm not misquoting anything using, a, you know, something general like success. So that's, you know, that's not a, I'm just saying that's not informational to say we're using, you know, bad information. I want to just be real clear with that. Go ahead okay. and make that, your point. That, but that, I just that, wanted to throw that, that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, the, the British came here with nothing. They stole everything, and that's how, they, how the U, United States became. Absolutely. I was uh, saying, uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. How it came into existence. So we can use that, how long it took them to get on their feet after they slaughtered the people that existed here. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I wanted to address what uh, Mariko was saying in regards to the whole policing, the world policing, um, and why there was so, why there's so many U.S. military bases around the world. It's, I mean, you know, the, the line that you used, I mean, it, it's straight out of the uh, 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 American playbook. It's like we're here to police the world. We're here to make sure everything's okay, so on and so forth. Before World War World War Two, the United States controlled over fifty percent of the resources on the planet. Right now, they control over twenty five percent of the resources on the planet. It's not. It has nothing to do with them safeguarding the world, making sure the world's safe. Right now, there's over two hundred and thirty anti-government uh, protests and uprisings going on around the globe, over 230. Why? And where are these countries? They all have something to do with capitalism. They all have U.S. military bases there, and they all are in bed with the United States government. That's part of the problem. It's part of the things we're not talking about. You said that uh, the 340 million people here, the reason why they had those military bases around the world, the same way they have police here and the 340 million people here in, 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 in America. What country that's, do you live in? That's not fair to him. That's not fair to him, Kalani. There's 1,500 police murders a year. That's not what was said. What was said? What was said? No, what was said? I got it wrong. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, it was. Why don't you let him speak? Hey, hold hold it. I'm sure you're not as ventriloquist. Let him speak. All right, brother. Come on, brother. He can speak for himself. All right, here we go. No, no, I'm just saying. No, I mean, you just, keep speaking for him, but no, you say no, it's not a tag team. Every time the brother's trying to say, come on, man. Once you let me say what I'm going to say, you'll realize it's not a tag team at all, and I'm still going to let him speak. So that, yeah, okay, well, won't you brother. let him say because I was addressing him? Well, just because he it's, it's my show, he's and that's how we're going to do it, brother. Yeah, he's still going to speak even when I say All right, well, you have a good night. I'm from Renegade Coaching Podcast. And you all enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk about this some other time. So you, Thank you, you for inviting me. show, brother? <laughs> brother, you go to the show. show. Like I was addressing what he said, but you're responding. That's okay, my right. point. He's still going to get the response. I, I, I think, think he knows to speak for himself. Okay, here it is. Kalanji. Kalanji. I'm here. Yes, okay. sir. I'm going to say one line, and then he's going to get to speak. I can't say one line. Let's think about what here it is. Here's no, the one listen, line. I didn't, I didn't one want line. to speak. I didn't want to speak. I didn't. I had already said what I had to say. I was dressing okay, uh, the brother because of the fact that that, that's what the thing is. Okay. Okay. So, so the one line. Brother, show. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, here we go. Listen up. So the one line was just simply that all I heard mentioned was that humans have had conflict since the beginning of time, and once they form governments, they defend them. That's what I heard. Go ahead, Rico. So, so, so this is where I, 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 I want to try to bring the, the, the parallel from all three of us, from myself, Kalunji, and Latrice. 
Um, Kalenji, I understand that, that what you're saying is that we need to work collectively. So I, I would like us to focus more on how we can get to where we want to be instead of discussing why we are different. Um, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree we are all better off working collectively. I don't think any of us would disagree with that. That just makes sense. We're stronger together. That's why we unite. Um, but what you're, you're trying to say is whether we're uniting as a small group of six or a group of 20 or a group of 20,000, the uniting as a group makes you stronger, thus the United States of America. The whole reason um, that the, the Constitution exists was so that we could defend our borders from the revolution that just happened with England. Um, now, I understand the whole thing with slavery and revolution and, um, and, and, and the capitalism and, and um, black Americans, you know, made America. I, I, I get it. I totally get it. And, and, and Latrice, I, I do want to go back to what you were saying about the rugged individualism. Um, I 100% agree that we should be able to have a better social net in our country in the United States of America. But in order to do that, individuals have to decide that we are going to put in place people that are able to think about the, the group as a whole. The problem that we have is we have individuals that forget about the collective. So how do we get individuals to think collectively? I think that's what we're trying to get at. Um, and instead of necessarily saying is individualism um, a detriment or not, um, I, I think it goes back to our mindset as a whole. Again, I have to be able to take care of myself before I'm able to take care of anybody else. Now, if we're hunting hunter-gatherers, which we all started from, we had to work individually because we had to work in concert if we were going to eat. That is not necessarily the case right now. However, um, we can still say as a community that we can increase the well-being of the community as a whole if we are working in concert together. So I, 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 I feel like we, we have a, a, an underlying um, string that connects us all, but we're focusing on all the discord that separates us. Um, so how do we come to the point where we can walk hand in hand and be that collective um, where, and, and, and I'm using this term because the term socialism itself, in my mind, says uh, um, it is a form of government that I have never seen to work. The idea of what socialism is supposed to do, is that a great concept? Yes, it is. Do we see um, better health care in, in, in countries like um, Sweden and Finland, et cetera? Yes, but they also pay a lot more in taxes. Um, so we, we, we have to look at this from uh, the totality of it and let say me, in America, what do we here, want to do? I don't, I don't have a, let, let me get Kalaji back in here, okay. um, Rico. Um, Kalaji, I know you don't have a lot of time, so I wanted to give you a, definitely a last thought before I let you go. Thanks a lot, King, for coming on with this. Definitely highlight the renegade culture. Go ahead, King. 
yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, first of all, you know, forgive me for my passion, right? Um, I love it. That's I, why I brought I, you I, on, bro. Don't come, bother me at all. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. I don't mind it for one second. That's why I did it with you. Let's go. I just want to let you know I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for doing what you do. Yeah. And, 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 and Sister Latrice, thank you for your words. You know, they, they were great words. Um, our brother, uh, the, the, Mariko. Mariko. Okay. Uh, Mariko. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, we got you, bro. I understand. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And, um, you know, I think that the, the, the first thing you said uh, about how do we change or how do we uh, uh, walk collectively uh, or walk together in concert or however you word it. I don't want to misquote you. But um, I think the thing is it has to be a change of mind state. We have to change our mindset, you know, because the whole the whole thing about individualism, I mean, it, it sounds good in theory, but you being a, a, um, a, a former or retired pilot, right, you didn't work as an individual. You flew the plane, but you worked collectively in order to get the job done. Imagine if in the U.S. military, since that's you know you know your, your past uh, uh, your past. Imagine if all the soldiers were working as individuals. There'd be no need for a platoon. There'd be no need for a company. There'd be no need for anything because of the fact that it's just an individual individual situation. Ants are the smallest. Uh, they, they are uh, the largest colony, but they're, they're one of the smallest uh, uh, creatures. And yes, you can learn so mm-hmm. much from them. Fact, yeah, you can learn so much from them because of the fact, you know, that they work collectively, and, and they all work in unison. They, they eat together. They live together. Humans, we're like the most intelligent yet ignorant at the same time. The more technology mm-hmm. we get, the more the dumber we get. You understand what I'm saying? We can't even take care of basics. But um, it is my belief, and, and, and many like many like myself, uh, many others like myself, that um, if we continue to move in an individualist-type uh, mind state, then we'll be having these talks until uh, Armageddon. You know, when you talk about protecting the borders, the only reason the United States is protecting, wants to protect these borders is they want to make sure that the people that they stole all this shit from don't take it back. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> hey, thank you for your thoughts, King. Uh, let them know how they can, they can hear the Renegade um, Culture Cut, um, Podcast. <laughs> yes, you can check us out. We appreciate you all. Um, I co-host the podcast called Renegade Culture. You can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast, Renegade Coach. I appreciate you all inviting me on. Thank you, and uh, continue success to all to you all, and hopefully um, we all will get on, on the right side of history. Um, Nah, definitely. Uh, let me say this before you go, King. Um, just even with the little thing y'all heard again, I, I love passion. One of our, a couple of us, we have two rules at Mental Dialogue. Um, political correctness is outlaw, 
And the second one is bring your passion, but be respectful of each other. And that's just what happened. Uh, I love um, Kalanji Chunga and um, Renegade Culture. So uh, I love listening to the show. It's one of the most dynamic podcasts out. I mean that, not just saying it for the heck of it. And so, you know, just that little back and forth. We blew up the, we blew up the uh, commercial, didn't even play it because I wanted to push through that thing. And the last thing I'll leave you with, Kalanji, um, again, it's just and, – and, and, and this is what you miss. You think I'm tag-teaming. I'm just – always trying to blame clarity in what I hear. So the one thing I'll leave you with is the thing that you and Rico both have consistently said was the collective mindset needs to change. I may have different ways of going about it, but I do want you, I've consistently heard this is not being on his side. He's just consistently said the same thing you're saying about the collective mindset. Again, definitely won't agree on maybe the method that we use, but y'all are absolutely in, in agreement in that the collective mindset needs to change. And I'm just highlighting that I both heard you say that. That's all I'm highlighting. That's not picking a yeah. side. Thanks a lot, King, for your time. I, I appreciate I appreciate that. And uh, we've been on a couple panels together, uh, Montoya. So we've always yeah, so uh, bumped heads, and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it, it ain't no new thing. It, 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 I, I'm used to your tag team. That, you know, I'm fighting one cat, and you come throw a flying elbow or a drop kick. But I'm still with you, though. <laughs> right, cool. right, right. You, you like Shelly Winters on the other side. You you go, man. You're talking, I'm going to say this to you. You hear a tag team, and I'm literally just adding clarity. They're like, I'm going to say this right now and let you okay. go. When he clarified that that governments have been fighting each other since the beginning of bad time, that's very different than saying I'm defending why the U.S. has 300 and however many bases, 800 bases around the country. I'm just saying he didn't say that. It's all I was trying to say. You think I'm tag teaming. I'm like he didn't quite say what you were saying, and that's not tag teaming. That was clarifying what I heard. And and, and then me saying that. If he said something different, he would be able to still talk for himself. I was just letting you know I thought you – I heard something different. That's not being on the side. That's just yeah. adding clarity. Just let you know how I move. I I'm not always yeah. tag-teaming you. I'm just always trying to say, here's what I think I heard. Go ahead, King. <laughs> Thank you for being on this morning. Let me get Brother right Pianchi, who's been there. hanging on for – No, nah, absolutely. Let me get Brother Pianchi, who's been hanging on a little too long here. All right, we didn't blew up the commercials as me and Kalunji had our back and forth. I welcome the passion, so I appreciate that, brother, very much. All right, brother Pianchi, I'm, I'm, go ahead and do your thing. I know I already know what side you're gonna be on, but I don't know what you're gonna say. So go ahead. Thanks a lot for getting on with this kid. Well, you know, I've been listening to this. This thing about changing somebody's mind—it must be something wrong with the ones that want to change everybody else's mind. Must be something wrong mm. with their mind. That's what a problem lies. If people have these mm. ideas. Go ahead and put it together. Better define and concentrate your we as being those that think like you instead of trying to take other people out of the paradigm that they are working very fine in and put it into what you probably is not able to mm-hmm. work in. I'm not directing this to anybody. I've heard these conversations right. over the years. The reason the United States have military bases around the world in order to protect United States citizens Interest, their business. There's no congressional act that says that the United States goes in to control the copper in Zambia, control the gold in Ghana, control the mineral resources in China. Those are individual business people, which any one of us can become. And when you put your products on the open seas, you want a kick-butt Navy to protect them because we have seen in the annals of history how when the U.S. businesses try to put their goods into the Mediterranean Sea, going through the 
straight of Gibraltar and how the Barbary pirates used to intercept those ships and take those goods. That brought about the formation of the United States Navy. At one point in time, Korea was behind Ghana as a household income, which was $300. In 30 years, they changed that paradigm. Samsung used to be a fish and vegetable country company. Look at them today. And here's one other thing. When you go to heaven, you got to answer for your own sins. Your own sins based on your own choices of committing sins while you was in societies on the world, including the United States. That's all I want to say. All right, thank you for your three cents, Brother Pianchi. It's always well received. Um, Latrice, I'm going to let you kind of respond to all of this again as I've blown up all the commercials, so hopefully, hopefully my sponsors forgive me for this show again, but I, I definitely love the passion, and, and I'm not saying I did the best job of navigating it, but we always give it a shot. But thank you, Queen, for being so patient and um, responding to anything that you've heard uh, thus far. Um, I, I guess yeah, when I opened initially, I actually talked about um, – not forgetting your reason for doing something because it was after the the snippet with Mark Reynolds or Ranger um, where he talked about his why for taking the career direction that he was taking. And um, Rico brought that back around, and I think that is important. Um, I do believe in the philosophy of the, the airline philosophy, put on your, your own oxygen mask first so that before you can save others. But oftentimes we forget or get distracted or take a detour on the process of trying to help others. And that can then turn into looking down on people who may not be as affluent or as successful as others. And I think that's the piece that we are missing. That's, part of, that's a large part of why I disagree with rugged individualism. As far as your clip about the different um, races or ethnicities are people who achieved success by a certain period of time, their, their method of getting to this country is drastically different than ours. And many of them can, if we're talking about Jewish people, they, they are now considered white people. Many Cubans are lighter skinned. So when we really get into, get into it and get into the work that I do on a daily basis, Inequities are woven into the very fabric of this country, from education, medicine, legal, criminal, every, every aspect of, of American society has inequities built into it. I was talking to someone about the book, The Color of Law, which, set, which shows how our government legally created what, we are reap, what we're reaping now in this country with regards to segregation and inequity. And until we address those issues as a country collectively, we are not. Rugged individualism is just an excuse to not talk about the racism and inequities that exist, period. No, I can agree with that. Let me go ahead and let me do, try to get to at least one of these breaks and keep take care of some of my sponsors. And I definitely want to come out, and um, I think we got some good dialogue that I think we can start exploring, um, you know, a, a how-to to, to figure out and navigate this thing the way that it is. I actually, to a degree, wish I had Kalungi, uh to hear what, I'm, what we're going to talk about after this point, but, you know, his brother had to, he gave us the time that he could. We'll be back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think.
face. Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They see us always be. Because I look like. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community. Um, our guest still on with us is Mariko Tippett. I uh, wanted to get into, I guess, to a degree, some solution discussion, and I know uh, Rico, you know, as our special guest, that's your whole focus here as well. Um, you know, in the dialogue, and again, hate to lose Kalunji, um, definitely a lively um, hour with that king or whatever. And then, again, as we as we explained to y'all, this is a back and forth that we quite often have, but I, I do appreciate that king's um, passion. Um, and with that said, getting into this discussion, um, I, I want to hopefully move us into some long-term thinking in reference to what this looks like when we say, is it a benefit or a detriment? And I like to move away, as I said in the very beginning of the show, from either or discussions. And so, um, Latrice, love and respect um, how you feel about the rugged individualism. I actually agree with all of that. I would even contend that Rico probably does as well. Uh, and I'll, but I'll say, however, um, since I have not heard that as his focus, and I don't think you're necessarily directing that at him. I'm just kind of walking through this thing. Um, uh, that has not been his focus at all. Again, he even agreed that that's how our society pushes things for the very reasons that you said. It lets us overlook the, the as you said, the systemic inequities that, that in fact do exist. Um, there's one thing that uh, one of the Mark Ranger cuts said, um, we played a couple of them, where, you know, for him, he said, hey, um, you know, getting rid of capitalism, you know, that's the wrong wall to put the ladder on. Obviously, Kalunji would disagree with that. Uh, but the other thing that he said was, 
um, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And that, and I know people hear that all the time. However, here's where I think there is some validity to get into a both discussion versus an either-or discussion. So regardless of which system we think is better, um, the game that's out here for us on a country obviously built on, quote-unquote, um, capitalism, uh, that's the game that's available to play. And so what I think and know RICO hopes to bring to the table is since that's the game that's available, how can we play it in the best way for the benefit of the co- collective? Again, he and Kalunji would obviously agree on, disagree on philosophies. However, with that being the game that's available, what, what, what I would love to point out, and I want to hear y'all thoughts on this, what I would love to point out is the idea of putting the mask on yourself, what it looks like in the current game is to have more people like a Mariko who is trying to do this in a conscious manner, to have more people with their mask on, more people with their basic needs met. And I have this idea long-term-wise that if more people, t- uh, in a sense, took that path and, and in agreement with Brother Pianchi, not necessarily trying, as, as Brother Pianchi said, making people who, 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 you know, changing other people's mindset, but for those who can see the benefit of learning how to play the current game as best as possible, the more people that surmise and do that, you eventually can create a foundation, in my opinion, to even possibly explore some of the ideas that even the Kalunji speaks about. I always think personally, that is short-sighted to discuss it that way when our resources are lacking currently as a quote-unquote community or collective. As I'll say, we probably in a sense would need to define that. Um, I would even challenge that even the idea of seeing in a quote-unquote black, something that was put on as, as a, a large collective, I would even offer that there's a little short-sightedness in that. However, there's nothing wrong with bringing as many of people along who are ready for it, which I think is what I hear Mariko saying, um, and, and seeing what that looks like in 10, 20, 30 years, and maybe you could have some larger discussions because if you've gathered some resources, now you could talk about things you can do with resources. Right now, everything's idealistic because too many of us don't have a mask on. Go ahead, Rico. So that 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 really is my biggest point. Is you, I am not disagreeing with the idea of rugged individualism at all. No man is an island. I I would be remiss um, to say that I got to where I am on my own. I did not. Um, I, I I mean there were several pivot points throughout my life that tons of people, including yourself, Montoya, that helped me to get to where I am. Um, so, uh, again, we're, what, what, where I think we're missing each other is where we're holding on to just this idea and concept of the individual versus the individualistic mindset. And I think there's a, there's a difference in the two. I can only control me. I can't control you. And you can't control him, and he can't control her. What we can do is try to be the best that we can for ourselves with the mentality that what we are doing for ourselves in turn helps those around us. Um, and, 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 again, that starts with the individual, starts with the individual being the best version of themselves, 
and and then spreading that knowledge, resources, um, et cetera, to those that that may not have the same skill set, that may not have the same opportunity, um, that may have a handicap, et cetera. So we can help each other. But again, if if we're both broke, I mean, the blind can't lead the blind. So somebody has to do something different. Well, Latrice, your thoughts. I'm gonna go to call out five hundred two. We'll begin to you after after Latrice's thoughts. Go ahead, Queen. So I don't I don't disagree with with what Mariko was saying. I actually agree with that that thought process. Um, when we think about when we think from a solutions based perspective, it is going to be those of us who are able to put on our oxygen masks, if you will, and achieve some level of success to reach back and pull someone up. Because at the end of the day, none of us um, make it on our own. None of us achieve a certain level of success on our own. Um, And that's actually the conversation that I often have um, at, you know, at work when I talked about meritocracy when when I opened. That was a conversation that I had where I actually had to show on a new person's resume where his um, use of help allowed him to show out to show up better than black candidates for the same role because this person went from a park ranger to the corner office of Deutsche Bank and black people can't do that not often in one leap and so I use it to show just how influence influential help helps white people versus black people not having that same kind of influential help. So it, it behooves us as a community to become that, to, to aspire to reach that level of influence so we can then have that type of influence and help others. Well, fair enough. Um, let me go to the caller. Area code 502-LAST-3283. Um, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, what's going on? This is Brant House. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, was, I, was, I, think I'm, I think I got the number down now, so I'll know it's you next time. Remember that I have the number? That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I got you, you, you know, now. I, thought, I, was like, I think this is Brad, but I was scared to say it. I didn't want to be wrong. You know, you, <laughs> I, I should have been bold. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Thanks for calling be, in this morning. Be an individual. Be an individual. No, to, to Latrice's, <laughs> real quick, to, to, real quick, to Latrice's point, um, you know, I like what Malcolm Gladwell said in uh, his book, Outliers. He said, um, people like Bill Gates and, you know, uh, you can associate that with, with some others. And, and he says they benefited from continuous success of exceptional opportunities. And, and what he talks about is different points in their lives where, they, where there was a roadblock. He still had an opportunity because his family had money or they had connections or something. And I think that's what, you know, uh, we're talking about how do we build those connections so that um, uh, that, that uh, probably a mentor cycle and a mentor infrastructure for, for our, yeah. our, um, uh, our community. But the, the bigger point I wanted to touch on was th- this discussion reminds me of uh, a foreign, foreign affairs magazine. is a, a magazine I like to read, and, and a couple years ago, they explored the uh, the different economic systems, um, socialism, Marxism, capitalism, and then they threw in there: uh, uh, are are you a socialist, capitalist, Marxist, uh, environmentalist, um, and I can't think of the other. Oh, a technologist. 
which one of those are you and what impact will the future of those economic systems have on or, or those philosophies have on America. And But the one quote that got me in there was uh, in the, under Marxist, it said, Karl Marx said capitalism will never work because, uh, and to paraphrase it, business owners will always seek maximum efficiency for maximum profit. And, you know, a little bit earlier we were talking about, you know, if rugged individualism, if you are, if you are owner of a company, you're trying to get max profit. You might save jobs so you can get some of that, that socialist money, some of that uh, corporate welfare out there because you're worthy and we're going to create jobs. But ultimately, when you walk into CVS right now, they're trying to figure out how they can have less employees so that you can uh, check out on your own and we pay less people and get more profit. Um, the, 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 there's so many areas right now where we see that kind of, it, the mindset of how do I get more profit as an individual company, and more and more we see pushing out uh, the labor that it that it takes to to produce that profit, and and all of that ties in together. Technology allows them to do that. Environmentalists, if we can grow more crops with with uh, uh, less farmers and and bring it to market with with less trucks trucks, we're driving trucks now without. Uh, truck drivers, Airbus is looking at airlines without an, an airline without pilots. You know, a FedEx CEO says he wants to have one pilot in the cockpit. So, those are the kinds of things that, that portend for the future. That while we talk about uh, we want to we use socialism as a pejorative, we are going to have to figure out how uh, we use socialist aspects to take care of the welfare of the people who don't have these jobs that are out here produced by these folks that have been successful as rugged individuals. Um, and I just wanted to throw that point out there just a thought. No, that's perfect. So, so, so uh, do you got a second to stay you? on? Um, cause I got to go to break. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you yeah, a question when we go to break and I'll be, yeah, I'll bring you back on out of the break and I'm pretty sure. Latrice and um, Rico have some thoughts as well. We're up against the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, 
gender and business in the African American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Latrice Ross. This morning's discussion question, American individualism, benefit or detriment to the black community. I have a caller, Brent House, still on the line with us, as well as our special guest, uh, Mariko Tippett. I'm going to bring Brent back up. And so, Brent, as I, um, as I hear what you're saying, um, I consistently hear um, Rico, from his perspective, saying the exact same thing, uh, what I'm consistently and, – and, and I'm saying that because uh, when I hear you say, A, that, um, you know, individual business owners are, you know, doing this to make a profit or whatever, all I think to myself is that – the and Rico, I think, said this as well. It, it, to a degree, as soon as a human, in a sense, thinks that way, I still stay devoid of system. This is what you see is going to happen. I mean, we 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 speaking in the context of capitalism and socialism now because we're in this era. Uh, but you know, you know, outside of going all the way back to where humans were egalitarian and, and the geography was totally different, there wasn't that many humans in the world at the time. So, you know, outside of going all the way back to that point, and I don't think humans go backwards. Just being realistic here, um, since that time. Somebody makes that decision regardless of the system. Some people make that decision. And the challenge is exactly what you're saying, Brent, exactly what Latrice is saying, exactly what Barrico is saying, is can we get more people who are collectively, for example, figuring out how is the best way to, in a sense, ensure that people are taken care of to a degree. And I say to a degree for this reason. Because technology is going to do what it does, and there's one way to look at it and say, okay, uh, I think um, um, I think the cut that I played at the top of the hour of the brother I had making that cut, his name was William Agnew, and I don't know if it was said in that particular cut, but that was one of our thoughtful rant shows where he said um, technology can um, liberate or it can enslave. The gun can liberate or it can enslave. And so these are dilemmas that humans are going to, be posed almost irregardless of system, and I keep highlighting the irregardless of system because the agreement part for all of us is how many of us want to move in this manner, in in which we're trying to take out to look out for more, and, and and I highlight that because as technology moves, I would also like to see that our that we collectively, if we're going to even speak of collectiveness at all, right? If we're going to speak of it, I would like for us to, for example, since technology is doing what it, what it is doing, well, like some of the other groups that we heard of Thomas Sowell talk about, there are areas where we can say, well, if the world is going this way, we can go, bum rush and take over and get into these areas to ensure our place in the future versus just saying how do we collectively take care of a whole in the middle of a, to a degree, I, I will concede this, even the exploitive nature of capitalism, didn't you have to be strategic in how you set up more people based on where the future is headed? Because, again, you don't typically put the milk back into the bottle. And so since technology is headed that way, um, part of the answers, in my opinion, is a lot of what Mariko is talking about from a finance end. But if we, for example, we know that America is short all of these tech jobs, we could 
prepare our kids to fill those roles because we 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 know we all went to a school where a lot of our friends, whether they're thinking of other people or just themselves, having those engineering jobs typically makes them end up all right. I wasn't smart enough to get into engineering, for example. Um, I'll I'll put call myself out in that regard. However, um, in a sense. You can take care of your family, which to a degree is your first obligation, just by being positioned in a in a career that it, where the where the world is headed, regardless of system. So I know I said a lot there, um, Brant. I'm gonna let you respond to that first, and then I'll go to Latrice and uh, Mariko. Go ahead, King. Yeah, and I think you make some good points. I think the and maybe that's what I'm highlighting as well is that challenge just reinforcing maybe the points that you were making, you all have been making earlier. It is going to be a challenge. The, um, and I think technology is taking us to a level of production without human intervention that we are going to get to the point where uh, jobs are not uh, as abundant uh, and, and unemployment is, is, is uh, at catastrophic levels. And like you said, there has to be, going back to Foreign Affairs Magazine, just last month their magazine talked about the aging of the world, the uh, why, uh, you know, for the first time in in history, U.S. uh, uh, Americans over 60 outnumbered the uh, uh, newborns Mm -hmm. uh, uh, under under Mm -hmm. one or two. I I forgot what the cutoff Mm -hmm. was, but, but... but that speaks to the limited labor that's out there. But but all in all, like you said, I think there's a strategic vision that you have to have. But I think things like that move slow. We have, we, you know, the civil rights movement was something that uh, people at the time said, why are we doing this? Status quo is okay. The seatbelt movement of the 70s, why are we doing this? Now we don't get in the car without clicking it. The idea that we have to figure out how to – live with a catastrophic unemployment rate, um, which is basically a more socialist environment, is a strategic vision that doesn't happen, I I wonder, without a catastrophic event. This pandemic has kind of been a catastrophic event where a lot of people that are out of jobs ain't going to find those jobs when they uh, try to get back after this thing is over with, you know, because companies have figured out how to operate at this high, uh, uh, at a, a different level of efficiency uh, to compensate. No, absolutely. But, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, let me jump yep. in here real quick and just highlight, yeah, no, highlight again from the cut from William, at the, I think it was the top of the hour, and, and he, the, that cut started out with him saying, I don't know why America is not doing what I see. And he's an international businessman. What I see happening in Malaysia and things of this nature. And he said, he says he sees people that have been in one industry for 30 years and they are collectively reskilling their people. And so mm-hmm. this catastrophic pandemic has sped up, as he always talks about in that thoughtful rant. It sped up a lot of what was coming anyway. And we, and the, the idea is to raise our mindset, in my opinion, to to respect it versus cower from it because it's coming regardless. And I, and I know that, right. you know, where, 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 where Rico is, I know you are too, because you push these same thing as you, you know, you, you always are trying to help in the school systems. Um, but thank you, um, King, for your thoughts. I'm going to kind of turn it over to, to Rico as our guest, um, cause I'm pretty sure, um, um, that he wants to jump in on that and he can, you know, get, you know, get even more specific yeah. than maybe what I'm doing, but thanks a lot for your call, King. Hey, thanks, Brian. Appreciate you, brother. So, um, 
what I want to point out is this. Let's remove the label. Let's remove socialism, Marxism, capitalism, remove all the isms. And if we take this mindset that if we love people and use money, we could accomplish this collective society. But what happens is what I will call a form of corruption is individuals love money and use people. And that's where we go wrong. So if we can keep that straight, then we can do the things that we're talking about doing. We won't have this rugged individualism. We can become a, a coalescent nation, per se, which is my term, um, that my wealth, my success becomes the wealth and success of my community as well. Latrice, um, your thoughts as you hear him kind of just kind of lay out uh, his perspective for community wealth builders from a personal standpoint. Um, yeah, again, I think there's a lot of agreement in there, but I'll let you, you know, give me your thoughts on that, Queen. Um, I agree with, with what he said. It, it does, it is going to take us um, coming together collectively. Um, we will have to have our own individual accomplishments, but in that, coming together collectively to affect change. Um, and I, and I, as we've been sitting here, I've been thinking, I was just thinking back to my attempts to do that. And it can be frustrating, and a lot, do, a lot of it does have to do with mindset and how people view the world. Um, I was sharing information with a group of, of friends about someone who was um, teaching options trading for free to black folk because he felt that it was a way for us to get our reparations through the stock market. And I shared that information with about 23 people. And two people out of that 23 listened and joined the class. Even though when I said there's no fee, there's no MLM, there's no nothing, it's just someone who wants to give back. Um, I see a generation that's coming up where there are more and more people who are actually of that mindset. I want to give back to uplift my community, and so I'm hopeful. I think the previous generations may have been a bit more selfish, and there were reasons why they were that way from a socio sociological perspective. But I, do, I am hopeful that the generations coming behind us understand that collectively, if we're going to rise as a community of people, we're going to have to achieve success individually. But when we do, we have to come back to the community and lift, lift each other up. A rising tide lifts all boats, essentially. So let me, let me ask some clarity and tell me if I'm wrong, Mariko. And it's just, you know, I'm trying to do nuance. We only got a couple of minutes, so we might not be able to pull this off in a couple of minutes. Um, I think I hear... Tell me if I'm wrong, Rico. I don't think I hear Rico saying come together collectively. I think he's super, super focused on the the mindset individually to the degree that in you becoming your best self, you, you don't think in a rugged individual mindset. And I think I think I hear Rico saying that that in itself if we're, if you're not in the rugged individual, I did it myself. I don't care about others. If you're not in that mindset, that that alone will 
have you improve whatever your immediate circle 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 is just because of the nature of having more people that way. And I think it's a little different than having a concept of I have to come together collectively. And I and I think the distinction matters, in my opinion, because I've been a part of a million conversations saying we need to come together collectively, but the how in my opinion, gets missed. I think what I hear Rico saying, this is the how, and the how that others are saying ends up being, in my opinion, somewhat idealistic. Uh, i got a minute and a half, Rico. I'm going to give you the last minute and a half, King, to try to pull off maybe a response to what the hell I just said. (laughs) The, the, The bottom line is this. If I'm being my best self, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to take care of me because mm-hmm. I'm taking care of me. Um, but that also means that I'm able, you know, to lend a hand, and you're able to lend a hand. So now we have two people that can probably bring up four people instead of, you know, four trying to pull up one. Um, so it, it is that grassroots effort of each individual becoming the best version of themselves that will in turn raise all the boats. You know, that will be the rising tide. So that's it. That's what I'm saying. No, I love it. Again, we try to do nuance. Thank you, Queen, uh, for rocking with me this morning. Thank you, uh, Rico. Uh, again, we had a lively first hour. I knew that it would be. Again, that's what me and that brother do. Do. Um, I hope everybody was okay with that. I love that kind of passion. That's why I let it rock. So just, you know, for those that want to know uh, why we was rocking that way. Um, Check us out next Saturday. We do this every Saturday. Let's spread the word about the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think.